No one knows the future and we're not pretending That in a single weekend we can guess this year's ending When you listen next week only, an hour's gone by Don't know if we can do it but we're gonna try We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long We're stuck in the past, you keep moving on We'll be talking 2024 all year long. Hello, welcome to Talkin' 2024 with Noah and Jim. It's 11 a.m. on Black Friday. This is episode 4 of 53 that we are recording back-to-back, bringing you a weekly forecast that's timely and untimely. Like a seed planted in the ground without knowing what plant the seed is from. Or like a fruit that might be ripe, but you have to bite into it to find out. That's right, we're talking January 21st through January 27th, 2024, with our guest of the hour, Ryan Treebarlow. This week, it's the Jewish holiday of Tu B'Shvat, so we'll be talking about trees. I'm still your host on this journey through time, Noah Max Levine, and here with me is your co-host for winter, Jim O'Donnell. Hello, hi Noah, how are you doing? Good, I'm having a good time. It's hard to understand that, that we've done three but have 50 more, including this one. I will say uh, there is funny something to me, which is... Uh... You have check-in with Jim, and every single episode, I've checked in with you immediately. <laughs> well, that's more the natural flow of things. Yeah. I appreciate you jumping in and and being here. Of course. Um, speaking of which, do we have any birthdays this week? This week, we wish happy birthday to Sir Walter Riley, Francis Bacon, John Don, uh, William Congreve, William Cavendish, the first Duke of Devonshire, and Lord Steward of the Household, and to the trees. Thanks, Jim. All right, let's meet our guest. Ryan Tree Barlow is a humorist, bass player, and interesting person. Check out the Mean Wendy Band on Spotify and all the socials. Listen for Ryan on bass. Here's a fact. Ryan is a second-degree black belt in Kenpo Karate, but nobody believes him. Ryan, welcome! Thank you so much for having me. If we should just correct for everybody that because the theme was trees, I said your middle name was Tree, but you go by Ryan T. Barlow, T being your it's middle true. initial. My, my real middle name is Thomas. But if you ask if you ask around the Philadelphia improv community, they say it's Tiberius. Is that true? <laughs> Ryan Tiberius Barlow. Ralph Andrachio started it. Shout out to Ralph. We just had him on last week. Yeah, if you listened to the, if you listened last week, you heard us talking to Ralph and What a what a through line there. <laughs> uh, yes. As you know, Tiberius is James T. Kirk's middle name on Star Trek. So Was there a reason why you decided to start going by Ryan T. Barlow? Funny story. So I you know, like, like seventh or eighth grade, I started like signing my name to like practice having like a cool like autograph. Basically, I just was like Ryan Barlow just seemed really boring. It didn't pop. So then I was like, well, you we put the T in there. And I was like, oh, that really kind of both like breaks it up. And like when you say it. So I started doing it. It was like on everything in high school. The kid who sat in front of me because you'd have to pass your test forward and everyone would put theirs on top. That kind of thing. He's like, what? what's the T stand for? And I was like, totally. <laughs> so then in high school, I was Ryan totally Barlow. I just didn't feel Ryan Barlow popped quite enough. When I'm like at work, a lot of times I'll omit the T just because it's too exciting. And I just <laughs> sometimes I just want to fly under the radar and I don't want people to, to think about me again after I've sent them an email because then they'll, they'll keep coming back. I've always used my middle name in podcasting and I thought about formalizing it as my like improv comedy name, but I don't always use it. So. Your consistency is admirable. Another fun fact is that my wife is Jessica Tierney, so she was also a T. So we decided that all of our children would have 
well, two of them have uh, T middle names, so they're both Declan T Barlow and Parker T Barlow. So we're mm. the entire T Barlows. We like to say we're the T Barlows of Mount Airy, which I think everyone. I like it's, that. It's very, it's very exciting. I like people having similar middle name kind of stuff because when people all have like similar first names, it gets really confusing. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at you, George Foreman. Yes. <laughs> oh, does George Foreman have a bunch of kids named George Foreman? Yeah. All of his kids are named And George also Foreman. the grill. And the grill also. I think he also has a daughter named Georgia. Something crazy like that. Yeah. Have you thought of launching a tea company? Not yet, but I think, you know, if I can get, if I can get enough clout and to diversify to having brands, I think tea would probably be a pretty solid. Tea Barlow teas. It's, it's right yeah. there. Or, or, or shirts. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, that's good. Or strip, or strip clubs. Strip clubs? Teas. Oh, okay. I got you. I want you to sit on that one. <laughs> 30 seconds to 45 seconds. <laughs> just letting people in on the process. Probably not strip clubs, but it's just, you know. Yeah. Um, sorry, I, you said that, and then it made me want to come up with another pun on teas when I yeah. was about... Jim, can you transition to, the, to this bit? I was going to transition <laughs> Thank into you. this bit. Uh, I'm still thinking. <laughs> Ryan... This podcast is all about planning. Do you consider yourself much of a planner? Yes and no. So I like to have a lot of information ahead of time for things. And I'll like come up with ideas, but I don't like actually planning. Like the actually like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I feel like once I'm in the moment, I want it to be kind of like, you know, I have all the information, so I'm ready to react in any possible way. You know, I've thought about it. I feel it's like the problem for me is like the detail oriented of like, all right, now we're sitting down, we're writing everything out. That's kind of a drag. Whereas I like to think about it, mull it over, consider all the possibilities. And then I don't like so much the now we're doing this, now we're doing that, never doing this. If someone else does a plan, I love I love when someone else does it. I oh. love to follow a plan. I'm not a detail oriented person. I don't like to do the detailed bit. That's interesting. I was going to say that sounds very similar to, to something I said last week about how I like to plan things. But I do feel like I like to be the one with the plan. That's a contrast there. I like to be a part of it. I like to make suggestions. But yeah. I like someone else to do the actual planning work. You need a note keeper. Yes. I, yeah. hate, I hate taking notes. And taking notes is like the bane of my existence. I'm also, I'm a horrible note taker. Do you... Is it just a, basically just whatever comes to your mind and you write it down and then you look at it later and go, oh, this is nonsense. I don't know what this means. I don't like to, but I'm in like a meeting or something and I'm supposed to take notes. I want to just be in the moment and talking and thinking. Whereas it's like when I have to type up the notes while I'm talking, it's like I want someone else to do it. And so I can go back. I'd love to have notes. That would be great. But I don't want to take the notes. <laughs> gotcha totally get that but on that do you keep like a calendar or anything like that yeah yeah we do have a calendar so it's like all right you know at 11 a.m on november 24th i have a podcast that i have to be at so you know put that on the calendar you you showed up here yeah it's easy i think to make calendar because you're like all right i put it on the calendar and then i'm done thinking about it and then i can like look at it later and remember those things that one seems a little bit easier for me now when you say calendar like on the wall in the phone it's a google so it follows me around do you do the shared one yes i always tell people that's the big step it's like the the big steps of a relationship is when you and your partner combine your google calendars and it's like i need to know what you're up to (laughs) yeah 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 all the all the ways in which we're a package deal at this point i'm going to be making plans with people you're going to be there most of the time so i need to know if you're free 
as a parent, do you have like also kids calendars? Like does each of your kid have a calendar where they're? No. How else do you know where they are? Well, they're always either at daycare or school right now. (laughs) I think when it gets a little more complicated, once it's like Declan has soccer, Parker is swimming or something like that, we'll probably have to do a little more color coding. For the most part, it's they're just in whoever's color remembered to put it on the calendar. Yeah. Are your kids playing sports? Declan is six, so he plays baseball or whatever seasonally comes up. Sure. And at this point, it's just kind of finding out what he does and does not enjoy. Yeah. It's not like, oh, he's got real talent in this particular area. It's more just like, all right, well, uh, we did soccer. We did volleyball. Basketball, we know he's not not a fan of basketball. No. Um, Too high. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the people who were running it were kind of just... You would think that they would start it like, okay, here's how you dribble a basketball. And they were just yeah. kind of like, all right, go. You have to kind of catch it and then throw it back down and say you dribble. And like, if you're just watching yeah. it as a child, you're like, they're just slapping the ball. That ain't it. They didn't teach that part. And then it's like, you're just kind of kicking the ball around. We learned to dribble in PE very distinctly, but I never thought about the fact that like the thing your kid gets obsessed with or like gets into could be determined by the adults running the sports yes. and how good they yeah. are. Or... I didn't do soccer because the assistant coach of the team I was on was awful. He was a very mean guy. So I didn't do it for that reason. Think of where you could be right now if you had the right coach. Yeah, I could be. No, I hated soccer. I I, yeah. <laughs> I tried it many times. It was just the final straw was this really mean assistant coach. And I was like, no more. I'm out of this. Jim just can't not use his hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm good with my hands. I'm not good with my feet. No one's good with their feet. That's why it's so impressive when the soccer people do those tricks. (laughs) So what's the furthest thing you have planned from today? Today is in Black Friday. The furthest thing that I've planned is next August of 2024. Yeah. Some friends of mine from college, we're all turning 40. So we're going to do a big trip on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail where you go, you stop at all the various distilleries and whatnot. I think it's mostly based out of Louisville. And then you can kind of like go to some other further ones out, big hire a driver. How long does that take? It's not like a proper trail where you like, it's not like the Appalachian Trail where yeah. you're like marching forward. It's really more <laughs> like, here's a map of all the participating distilleries. You can go to any of these in any order you want. I think they have like, oh, go to this one, this one, this one. Oh, it's more of a bar crawl than a, but extends towns. Do you have a lot of bourbon? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean drink. I mean, like, do you, ha- do you keep bourbon around? Brian, are you an alcoholic? <laughs> I, 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 I don't dabble in alcoholism. I dabble in <laughs> yeah, I usually keep a few bottles around, but it's, it's like how much I have left. At this point in January, I might have a bunch from Christmas, so I could have, I could have a pretty good stash right now. It's up in the air. What's a bourbon drink? A drink that contains bourbon? An old-fashioned Okay. I just couldn't think of one off the top of my head. Whiskey soda with bourbon? Well, yeah. You could have a, a whiskey sour. A Jack and Coke is technically a bourbon drink. Is it really? Jack Daniels is a bourbon. So we're going to talk more about what is going on this week and what we think we're going to be up to. But first, Jim has a question for you. Okay. I have a segment that I've been calling Winter Whimsy. Winter evokes a feeling of whimsy, in my opinion, with things such as the snow and... uh carriages is there anything within the winter months that evokes a feeling of whimsy within you i think like a like a sort of a falling snow that doesn't stick i always think is like how adult you are is inversely 
proportional to like how much you tolerate snow. When you're a kid, you love snow because you're not an adult at all. And then as an adult, then you have to like, oh, God, I'm going to have to shovel and it's going to be a pain in the ass to get to work. And it's like the more you dislike snow, the more adult you are. I think when it doesn't stick and you can just kind of be a kid again and you don't have to worry about like, oh, it's snowing and it's very lovely and whimsical and you can just kind of sit back and look out the window and drink a mug of hot cocoa or whatnot. I am privileged to have a job where I could potentially get a snow day. So I don't know Ooh. if that's why, but I do kind of feel like you're trying to pick a fight by calling me a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad to have childlike wonder. I think I would say most, I'd say a lot of cinema is all about how terrible it is to be an adult. Oh, it's funny. The original segment I had come up with was how do you prepare for the snow? And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, that's just going to be 13 people saying, I dread it. I have to shovel. <laughs> I have a ton of rock salt. I was like, it was one of those things where I needed to buy rock salt. And then they only had like a 50 pound bag. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> but now I have rock salt for the rest of my life. That's how you know you're an adult. You've got 50 pounds of rock salt. Oh, cool. I'm not an adult yet. It's not even fun yeah, salt. Still kid. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think rock salt's really sort of the last threshold. And then, so, and then yeah. Yeah, it's time to start. No, I, I didn't really have a good joke to finish there. Like, <laughs> kind of Ryan, like, stop, hopefully thought of one. <laughs> stop doing things I would do. Then you can rent a car. That's what that was. It is. There, there's the yes. Thing. Setting yourself up for a joke and floundering is a, mm-hmm. is a me thing as well or or not landing. It's just trying to be a part of the, you know, the experience here. You are. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 experience it. So. It's time to start yeah, really getting into what we think we're going to be up to this week, what we know about what's happening, what we think is happening. This is the 21st through the 27th. So what's the weather like? Cold. Yeah. Did you consult the Farmer's Almanac? No. I thought about that. I totally forgot to do that. I will look that up in between uh, episodes. <laughs> I should have. They, they could have sponsored us, actually. They could have. Could have been the Farmer's Almanac podcast. Supposedly due to climate change, the Farmer's Almanac is becoming less and less accurate. So they're like surprised they're not ra- like, you know, raising more of a fit about, you know, ruining their predictions. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if it was never very accurate, but also climate change is very real and would uh, absolutely affect that kind of thing. <laughs> I actually was it's like, historically, it's pretty accurate. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, it's going to be 52 degrees today or whatever it is. That'd be pretty nice in January, 52 degree day. You know, it's like. Oh, it's going to be snowy this winter. It'll probably during this week, it'll be a little, there'll be a frost or whatever. So farmers could be like, oh, well, all right. I won't plant anything that day. Yeah. Yeah. People should not be consulting this podcast for weather. They should not be consulting it for crops. Yeah. But next week you can, when I look up the almanac and then I can <laughs> tell you what the weather is for sure. <laughs> yes. For well, sure. Probably not really planning season. 100%. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be all right. So uh, things that are happening this week. Well, first of all, the Winter Youth Olympics are continuing. They're in Gangwon, South Korea. I don't know anything about the Youth Olympics. I don't think anyone does. I mean, I think it's like kind of like a feeder, you know, it's to help get the kids ready to be future Olympians. These kids had like good ski instructors when they were six years old. Right. They didn't have bad soccer coaches assistant coaches yeah but it's funny though because like when you watch like gymnastics like women's gymnastics team they're all children yeah there's a there's like 14 year olds yeah it's wild watching the olympics once in a while and you'll be like this is the peak of athleticism and then there'll be like a 17 year old kid yeah and you'll be like oh man that's so wild yeah i understand that like 
people kind of watch figure skating in the winter olympics the way that they watch gymnastics in the summer olympics like there's some crossover in terms of yeah grace i don't know the kind of routines they do but why isn't there winter gymnastics like where they're flipping through the snow (laughs) you know well i think it's like if you take gymnastics out of summer then it's like we gotta we gotta spread some of this out basketball is a winter sport you know is it yeah because it's usually uh, like it, it plays right now and uh, when you're in high school it tends to be during the winter months because it's indoors they could use um snowballs instead of basketballs they would not probably won't work but no no <laughs> i think it must be like the outfit right because it's like even though olympics takes place or uh gymnastics takes place indoors and basketball takes place indoors you're wearing like shorts or, you know, shorter, like a, a leotard, whatever. So you don't have like your, you know, your legs are exposed or your arms are exposed. And like, it's too cold. Maybe you have to be able to like walk from wherever you are in your outfit into the facility. I think it's simpler even because uh, basketball, while being a winter sport, is in the Summer Olympics. I think it's simpler in that the Winter Olympics is sports that are snow and ice related. And that's kind of just what they're going for. Call them the ice games. But anyway, they just already got the summer. Now we're talking SEO kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Olympics are having an SEO problem. <laughs> right. You want to you want to weigh on this on your professional opinion? <laughs> yes, I can. I can weigh in that there's probably high search volume for the Olympics. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't know what the Olympics are are probably going to find them pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm sure that the rating there's a lot of authority on those Olympic pages. Yeah, they they they, they probably have it locked down. I'm sure the Wikipedia page for the Olympics are also very studiously. Yeah, the IOC has got it on lock. Yeah. What else is happening this week? Well, there's some video games coming out. Okay. Tekken 8. Oh. Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. I have enjoyed Tekken for a while. No. It's in PlayStation 3. Uh, they came out with a free-to-play game called Tekken Revolution, which I think was based on Tekken Tag Tournament 2. But basically, it's like, if you play, you know, so I was like, oh, it's free Tekken, great. You have to get, like, certain number of points or whatever and then you'd get new characters and things at first i was just playing you get like two opportunities to play through sort of arcade mode and then you'd have five opportunities to play through against real competitors and then you could buy more opportunities how these things work and i was like i really want to unlock i forget what character and i eventually started getting into playing online you could do it where it would prevent the other person from talking. So I was like, I do not need to talk to someone. You don't want to be, you know, getting called names by thirteen-year-old. Right. Yeah. When you're in your thirties and you're playing like online video games, like I don't need to talk to anybody else. So then I bought Tekken Seven. I think it was on sale or something. Okay. So I was playing that. I was playing as I, I main King and Armor King. King is the cheetah head. Yeah, it's a jag, a jaguar head. He's a wrestler, so he uh, does a lot of you know power bombs and suplexes and such. It's a lot of fun. So I play online, and then it's like sometimes you beat somebody up and you feel really good about yourself, and then sometimes somebody just has your number and you feel terrible. I don't know if I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah, fairly. I'll probably get Tekken Eight at some point when it's like yeah, when it's on sale it goes on sale, but not this week. No, when it's coming not out this week. I'll probably yeah. I don't know if we'll have a game at this moment, but. The sales are so good now, like, it almost hurts to buy it new because you can get it 50% off usually within six months. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I have, like, the PlayStation Plus thing where the, you can eventually kind of get it for free in their Netflix-style thing. Oh, oh, you pay for premium or ultimate. 
I got it. It was like way cheaper. So I'm like grandfathered in at the cheaper rate. Ooh. So I, whatever. So like next year, it'll probably be like, yeah, I don't know. Is Tekken a winter sport or a summer sport? Uh, I believe it's both. <laughs> there are there are snow levels and there are beach levels, so it's uh, I think it's both, and it's a it's a, it's a several different fighting styles. It's kind of the draw of it. Yeah. So you do have people who are doing say Taekwondo, which is a summer event, and wrestling. Is there anyone who does a move where they shoot ice under their feet and then they slip around like a person who's like a, slipping, like a surfer but on ice? No, there is that would be Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Sub-Zero and Mortal Kombat 2, specifically. Thank you. I couldn't think of Sub-Zero's name. <laughs> I guess Mortal Kombat is a winter sport because there's ice and a summer sport because there's fire and then, like, a you're in hell sport because there's poison right. and snakes and stuff. I think it's also yeah. NASCAR because... Oh, wait. Or is that Street Fighter? Where you punch a car in between That's levels? Street Fighter, yeah. Oh, Street Fighter? Street Fighter is a yeah. NASCAR event, then. Oh. But na- there are no motorsports in the Olympics. That's you true. Have to, it has to be your physical, physically performing something. Did they have chess for a minute because you physically move the pieces? Um, I think that's happening that, this year. I don't, know. Uh, I don't like that. Like, just, it's not like chess doesn't have its own thing. You know what I mean? There's like, oh, you're the grandmaster and you've got all these levels. As someone who's a fan of chess, I agree. It doesn't belong in the Olympics. What about chess where every piece weighs a couple hundred pounds? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like those world's strongest man chess games. You're like, Do they? Yeah, they do have it where you have to like pick them up and move them. I thought I invented that, but I was. There's also uh, there's also chess boxing. I, I know about chess that boxing. one. Yeah, either knockout or che- uh, ch- chess mate, checkmate. There's also shot chess, where all of the pieces are shot glasses, and then when you capture a piece, you take that shot. So it levels the playing field. Is the person who has more pieces gets drunker. Uh, letting the other person kind of catch up chess boxing is definitely it's that amusing thing you read about in an internet article it's right it's a sexy headline a and sex right. line i've i've watched it um the boxing is pretty good and the chess is awful <laughs> i i've never seen a good chess player do well, chess boxing what are the, one of the things you don't do when you're training for chess is let people punch you in the head <laughs> it's interesting i mean promoting my own thing right now, I mean, Wendy Band, is that a common problem with comedy musicians is usually they're not very good at music or comedy, so they figure they can hide between the two. We don't do that. Me and Wendy Band, we're very good musicians and we're very funny. Or like comedy magician, aside from the amazing Jonathan, it's like a lot of times for Penn and Teller. Piff the Magic Dragon? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's all right, yeah. But a lot of times, if you're trying to do two things, it's because you're not that great at either. So if you're like, if you're getting into boxing chess, it's probably because you're either like so-so at boxing. You're like, well, I can get into chess. And then it's like, or you're like playing, you know, Carl's Magnuson or whatever his name is. Uh, Magnus Carlson. Magnus Carlson. There you go. And then you just really want to punch him because he seems very smug. Anytime I've seen him, he seems very smug. <laughs> so if a person who combines two things is not good at either of those things, what does it say about a person who combines recording a podcast with like a weekend comedy marathon where you stay up and don't get any sleep. I think podcasts are not like podcasts. You're just sort of recording a thing. If you have a good podcast, you're not good at podcasting. You're good at whatever the thing you're podcasting. All these websites that were, that when I was Googling stuff that were trying to sell me podcast course to teach me how to be a good podcast would be mad. 
Go listen to Ryan's episode of Rotten Treasure where he has the exact same opinion about himself. <laughs> yeah, I make for good podcasts. Jim hosts Rotten Treasure uh, where they talk about movies all the time. There's a couple movies coming out this week, but we don't have too much time to discuss them, so we might come back to them. But I'm just going to mention that coming out this week to theaters is a movie called ISS about astronauts. Uh, Underdogs starring Snoop Dogg. American Star, Sometimes I Think About Dying, starring Daisy Ridley, and a movie called Totem. So if we have more time, we'll discuss those. But I wanted to talk about Trees and <laughs> Tubishvat because Tubishvat. Ryan had a mention here. So when I, when I was putting this together, I needed a theme for every week. And so I am so familiar with Jewish holidays, and I felt very comfortable pulling themes from them. Tubishvat it celebrates the birthday of the trees. It's all about trees. It seems a little early this year, like usually it's maybe a little warmer. Yeah, so that's why I put trees on there. Brian, what does Tubishvat mean to you? <laughs> so uh, when I was a kid, my mom was a social worker at a Jewish daycare center in uh, Winfield, Pennsylvania, uh, which is right outside of Philadelphia. So she would always, you know, have different holidays. And the one that always stuck out to me was Tubishvat because it's like the fun it's the most fun to say of all the Jewish holidays I think Tubishvat I'll keep thinking on that but you keep talking and I'll... I don't think you're I mean you probably know some deeper cuts than <laughs> I, I would assume that would be very rude of me to assume that you didn't know <laughs> Jewish holidays than I did as uh, you know a someone who was raised Roman Catholic and whose mother worked at a Jewish daycare as a social but of all of them I think Tubishvat was the most fun to say. So I was like, tell me more. And so it was all about trees. And then they'd have, you know, little activities for the preschoolers to dress up as trees and coloring trees, that sort of thing. After that, it was always like every time that I was chatting with a Jewish person about holidays, I would always reference Tubishvat. And the Jewish person would always be very impressed that I yeah. would know yes, good. such a deep cut holiday, <laughs> you know, and I was able to speak somewhat intelligibly on it and not just kind of saying it out loud. And so, yes, that's why it's my favorite, because I feel like it has engendered me to a series of Jewish people in my life who I, I love dearly, and I was able to connect with them and really sort of bridge some divides and I think made the world a better place. Yeah. What kind of activities did they usually have for the uh, for like the preschoolers? I think they would like, you know, sort of uh, obviously color in trees. I think yeah. probably the biggest one, you know, I'm sure they did some planting. They probably looked at some trees but yeah i mean if you have kids in daycare you know that they don't really do much <laughs> okay so for older Fair. kids in school we would do a, a seder similar to like a passover seder but shorter um and less involved so like a series of things that you would eat that you would do blessings about and it was all the like fruits of the harvest and the trees and stuff so we would eat carob every year and dates and figs and stuff yeah has anybody else eaten carob i don't think i did I don't remember eating. I wouldn't turn it down just out of curiosity, but I don't think I would seek it out. It's Did you not have bad. A, uh, that Seder that you uh, had? That was a Passover Seder. So you're eating bitter herbs and uh, it'll be in a couple months. So I'm sure we'll touch on that at least a little bit. You know, stay tuned <laughs> to the podcast. It was very funny that I didn't expect someone to actually have a Tubishvat story. I just thought we'd go, I like a pine. <laughs> the other funny thing is so my father in law, was a tree doctor. Uh, he's since retired. And then my brother-in-law took over the business. So he's also a tree doctor. So he's always like, oh, that's a Dutch elm or whatever. Yeah. My wife knows nothing about trees. I'm always <laughs> like, what kind of trees? And she's like, I don't know. 
you're supposed to know this. I'm with your wife. I don't know shit about trees. Like, my mother worked at a Jewish daycare center as a social worker, and I remember Tubish Vine. So, like, I can remember things that my parents did. So, I feel like it's incumbent on her to, like, learn a little bit about her father's profession. My dad does boiler repair kind of stuff. I don't know anything about boilers. Yeah, what is a boiler? I've got um, a boiling question. <laughs> okay, go on. What a segue. Uh, well, that we're going to start wrapping up, so... <laughs> That's not actually a question. Oh. Spontaneous segues brought to you by episode four. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this morning, talking about trees, talking about bourbon, talking about doing two things and not doing them well. Sure. Yeah. Tell us about Mean Wendy Band. Where should people go? How should they check it out? Uh, so Mean Wendy Band is on Spotify. You can listen to our music. We have two albums. First album is a little more blue you might say it was kind of our early work and mm. then our second album i think is probably a little more family friendly if that's something that you know matters to you i don't know if we have any shows coming up keep an eye out you can follow us on instagram facebook tiktok i think that's it I, we're not we're not on linkedin currently so don't look for us there but i heard i heard linkedin is the new twitter so <laughs> you had like an award-winning video during the pandemic i mean people oh, should, yeah people should look for your stuff and they'll yeah we're on it. youtube we have at least two videos on YouTube, if not more. More every day. More every day. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Cannot be verified. <laughs> of recording. As always, we did not forget about the Southern Hemisphere where the weather is opposite. Sorry, Australia. Thank you for listening. I do have uh, an uncle. My uncle and his husband live in Australia. Yeah. So oh. Shout out to Uncle Paul and Greg. It's probably pretty warm there. Yeah. It's usually pretty warm even in the winter. Well... What a way to live. That's all yeah. I have to say. About <laughs> the other thank you I have is for Salbona Creativity Project, who's given us a home to record this podcast. Check out their work, comedy shows in the evening, stuff for family and, and kids, lots of arts programming. Check it out. And uh, it's time for the takeaway, where we leave our audience with something for the week. Which is something useful for them. And this week's topic is the best use for a tree. What is the best use for a tree? Well, oxygen probably <laughs> it's giving you it's taking out your carbon dioxide out of the air, yeah. spitting out oxygen. Uh, it's pretty great shade. <laughs> I guess planting one is probably the best use of a tree. It can be really convenient for hanging things. Like if you want to do outdoor speakers, you might already have sure. a tree. You might not need an installation. Is that the best use though? <laughs> you already said oxygen, man. Yeah, it's like, the best one. <laughs> I know. Oh, everyone has to go around. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best use for a tree is a gift to give someone to test them whether or not they can keep a tree alive. Mm. Interesting. I have a rolling pin that's made of wood. I've been using it to make pasta, and that's been pretty good in my life. Well, <laughs> we are pasta the point at which we need to say goodbye. <laughs> I'm glad we ended on that pun. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Talking 2024 was recorded at Sawabona Creativity Project in South Philadelphia. For more information about their programs, go to sawabonacreativityproject.org. This episode was recorded on November 24th, 2023, and therefore should not be considered a trusted news source. Music for this episode was written and performed by Sarah Clemency. You can find more information about our guests in the show notes and via our Instagram at Talking2024. For any questions about the podcast, you can email talkin2024 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great week.
How can you live a year in just three days? How can you live a year in 36 hours? Turn in the calendar, but you're staying in the same chair, living